this is not a conversation that I wanted to be having all over again, but it has to be had. So we are going to break to you today something pretty topical and something that not a lot of people in the lending space are even talking about yet. And that's why you listen to the show. That's why you are ahead of the game. So today's episode really focuses in on what the most recent um, ramifications of vaccination in the workplace are going to have on your real estate portfolio, your lending qualifications. You as a borrower, understanding what your options are is just so key. So Dean, Derek, and I, the partners here, took about 25 to 30 minutes to just talk about lending as it pertains to real estate in the marketplace. The big announcement from the big five banks saying that their employees that are coming back must be vaccinated. What that could mean to you trying to get a mortgage uh, anywhere for that matter, as well as looking forward into qualifying for a new loan if you decide you're going to change jobs, um, move away, or anything of that nature. Plus, stay tuned to the end where we talk about some of our predictions around what's going to be happening and where the opportunities are in the marketplace. So, packed show. And today, we get back to giving you guys some super uh, positive five-star reviews. So, whoever you are leaving those five-star reviews, make sure to send us a message at the YBR Remo Show where we send lots of tidbits and information or at Thrive Mortgage Co. on Instagram. Again, you're going to get one of these delicious Thrive mugs along with some Republica coffee. And we're just so thankful for your amazing five-star reviews. Today's review comes from Mr. Stupid. So whoever you are, Mr. Stupid, send us a message. He says, top class, super accessible and informative from the best in the business. Thank you so much, Mr. Stupid. <laughs> Reach out so we can find out who you are, get you a, a delicious uh, Thrive mug and some coffee. Um, beyond that, you know, again, we just want to say thank you to all of our amazing listeners. Your feedback helps us to shape the podcast. And if you have any recommendations or ideas for future guests or episodes and topics, make sure to leave us some feedback at Thrive Mortgage Co. or at the YVR Remo Show on Instagram. Uh, last but not least, if you want to get a mug, leave us that five-star review on iTunes if you're loving the show so we can send you uh, one of these mugs and uh, make you a part of our tribe. As always, this show is up, is presented by the partners here at Thrive Mortgage Co. While we basically try to help you create wealth in real estate by keeping you more educated, more informed, and on top of the market more than you can get anywhere else. If you guys are enjoying the episode, uh, let us know. Thanks again. Have fun. Talk to you soon. What's up, guys? You are listening to the YBR Remo Show, where we talk all things Vancouver real estate and mortgages, take boring topics, and make them interesting. Make sure to stay tuned to listen to everything you need to know how to put cash back in your pocket, create wealth in real estate, and simplify the complicated. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, whenever you are listening to our episode and our podcast here. You already heard the intro about uh, what we're talking about today with COVID and the banks mandating vaccines, uh, qualification, what it's going to mean to you. And for us, we're going to try not to speculate, but we're going to talk about facts that we know so far and realistically, based on historical events, what that could mean to you. It looks like, unfortunately, the COVID situation isn't going away anytime soon. So we got to talk about it. And we need to talk about the impact on mortgages, lending, real estate, all of that fun stuff. Well, not so fun right now, but it is what it is. Let's let's round table. Let's talk about it. So 
you know, let's go and get into the big news here. Um, and I'll kind of start off what we're talking about in, in, in roundtable here. So basically, the first thing that, that came up here is uh, there was an article that was released uh, in, uh, I think it was August 20th, that the big five banks in Canada are now going to be uh, mandating vaccines for their employees, contractors, anybody that's coming into the bank workplace. And we're not going to talk about whether it's right or wrong, but we're going to talk about what that realistically could mean to you. So why don't we just start off and just say your initial thoughts just in hearing that news. Derek, why don't you take it away? Yeah, I mean, the work from home thing has become so common, right? A lot of businesses have adapted to allowing their employees or team members or staff work from home. And I think a lot of people have actually um, found comfort in that. A lot of people are loving working from home. Um, so number one, a lot of these companies, because you know things are opening back up, they are trying to get people back into the office outside of vaccines and COVID. Um, I know that as a whole is going to cause some disruption in employment is in general, right? Like people are looking for jobs where they do have the ability to work from home and they're not forced to drive to a branch or an office or whatever it is every single day. The vaccine thing, obviously touchy subject. There's a lot of people that are for it and they have it. Like I know Canada's numbers are very, very high for vaccinations. There's a lot of people that don't want it, right? For their own reasons. And um, as you can imagine, if you are feeling forced by your employer to get a vaccine that you are against for your own personal reasons, I can't imagine most people are just going to fold and get the vaccine, right? A lot of people are probably going to quit or they get terminated or whatever that looks like, which again, like there's unemployment. Um, I mean, my first thoughts is a lot of people that are in the banking world, if you're in the mortgage sector, they're probably looking for other opportunities. Like, where can I go work? Do I get into the mortgage brokerage industry where I have the ability to work for myself or work for home or work for a more flexible company that isn't going to mandate stuff like this, right? So I don't know. I... I Obviously, it's very controversial, and I just I do think that there's going to be a lot of turnover from the banks from this, and every company out there that's going to mandate this. Yeah, it's like the banks are just the first one to actually publicly come out and say this, and we're only talking about the big five banks as of right now that have actually come out and said this is what they're doing. But you got to just think of all these office administrative jobs, uh, all these you know, government jobs that have had a work from home mandate for the last 18 months. And I think to that point alone, aside from the vaccination, like people are so comfortable at home to your point, they're very, they're, they're actually more efficient. A lot of, a lot of companies actually came out and said their efficiency with their employees is way up with them working from home, eliminating that travel time to work. You know, that that's key. Like just the mental, mental state of being able to, you know, drive to work, get to work, fire up your mind and then get into like the, the prime of your day at around 11 a.m. where, you know, people are sitting at their desk at 8 a.m. and they're ready to go fired up. And, and efficiency is just, it's incredible. So that alone, I think, is going to make such a big impact on just every sector where people are looking for jobs that, hey, I'm staying, I'm, I'll take less money to just keep this lifestyle. It's, it's more of a lifestyle balance thing. And think of all the people that made actual huge financial decisions like upgrading their home, moving to, you know, Chilliwack when they used to live in Vancouver because they, you know, built a home office. And there's just so much there, even before you touch on the vaccination side of things. Um, but yeah, when it comes to vaccines, hot button topic and... You know, you're playing with fire, so to speak, if you're a corporation trying to make those mandates, it, it can be very, it may be very, very difficult. So let's be clear on a few things here. Uh, the mandates that we know about so far, again, that we know about so far are 
primarily for people that are entering the bank. This includes bank employees. This includes contractors. So contractors, we were talking about this earlier. This could be people servicing ATMs, uh, fixing and repairing the bank. This could include, uh, obviously, technology, IT sector. This could include, like, literally armored trucks and cash people. So, like, there's a lot of different factors. And, Dean, to your point, you're absolutely right. We've never seen so many people exit the work, not, not exit the workforce, exit the workplace, work from home. However, we've obviously, and all of us have found this out in the last few months, we've got a lot of people who are being told in the last few months, okay, we're coming back to the office, right? Like, once they opened up on July 1st, we started seeing, yeah, I'm going back to the office now slowly going back to the office now and i i heard a lot of that from a lot of my clients yep i got to get back out there i knew it was a temporary thing right so without getting into whether it's right or wrong because that's not the conversation here today it is going to impact uh the bank's employees right and a lot of the people that's believe it or not a lot of people still literally walk into a branch to apply for a mortgage right uh, they walk into the bank to get uh, transaction statements all the time for us. Uh, they walk into the bank to um, pay bills, whatever. And I mean, for me, right off the bat, what does this mean initially? Probably very, very slow service and wait times because they will be losing employees. Well, for sure, if they're going to be um, if they're going to be down bodies, of course, we're going to see an impact to timelines. There's no doubt. Um, more, more importantly, like if if we see some really skilled positions uh, start to see this type of uh, shortage in employees, not only are timelines going to suffer, but just quality of, of the transaction in general. Like when we're thinking specifically with our business, you know, the underwriters we work with at these banks, some of them are just incredible to deal with. And they're, they're the reason why these deals are so efficient. They're the reason why we get, you know, one day approvals. If they start to lose these quality of people, we've seen it. We've we've worked with poor quality employees at these institutions, and we go from like a one day approval to like a ten day approval, and just conditions. And you know, we're asking for the same documents over and over again. It's just, it's just like, okay, I'm never gonna do a mortgage again type of experience. That's how bad it can be, right? So, that's you know, just narrowing down to how it's gonna impact our business and and getting a mortgage. That's my biggest fear. Yeah, yeah, really good points, and I mean. You know, on, on the flip side to that, you think about unemployment and people changing jobs. And, uh, you know, if you have a really good broker or banker working on your file, you're probably getting some good advice and they can help coach you around these things. But imagine all the people from the companies that are mandating vaccines that are going to lose their jobs, right? Like if you are in the middle of a mortgage application, what does that do to you? Can you still buy your house, right? Like we saw a ton of this when COVID first happened. There was a ton of unemployment when everything shut down. And we had countless clients that were like mid-purchase. They had removed subjects or waiting on completion. And that was interesting because we saw different banks take different approaches. Some of them turned a blind eye and they didn't want to look into it and they hoped they didn't find anything. And then there were other situations where it had to be come up and it had to be dealt with, right? So um, for all the people that are impacted with job loss or change of job, like there's a lot that you need to know there, right? Like how long do you have to be at your new job? Is it a contract position? Is it commission, right? Like can we use the income? Let's get into that. I mean, we'll, we'll, what we'll do is we'll peel back on what it, how it impacts you if you could you lose your job or if you work for one of these institutions but let's let's peel into the just uh continuing on with what happens if you are one of those people out there uh real estate agents clients uh whatever that's you you know you want to work with a banker and how could this uh impact you and and again to dean's point we work with a lot of these banks so even some of these guys that work for the banks you know could impact them internally I think the first thing right off the bat is if you are working uh, with a mortgage specialist at a bank or you're going directly to the branch, 
there's no doubt there will be an impact to your service levels even more. I mean, we're talking, I had a client that called me uh, on a Friday night, 4.30, let me know that they had a live offer purchase in place since Monday and no one has even picked up their file. That's five business days before someone's even picked up their file and then they referred over to us, which it's sad that it took so long, but you know, that's kind of where we're at. How, how much worse could that be if they're losing you know, even 10% of their workforce. And what could that look like for people going directly to the branch who don't have the opportunity to go to different, you know, branches like we do. We do. I mean, and, and to riff on that, here's my biggest concern beyond that is actually the mentality and the psychology of the people that are working there. How are they going to feel if they're getting all this extra weight dumped on their shoulders um, and uh, seeing people kind of sparse out and go to different locations because of something that quite simply isn't within their grasp or their choice. I can't imagine that the psychology of the people that are in the branch that are doing the extra work is going to be very positive. So that's, that's a major concern for me. Just literally, like if you're walking into a bank and dealing with employees that are being forced to do something and, and whether or not they agree with it, if they're seeing people leave and, and uh, go somewhere else, turnaround times, psychology, customer service levels, experience, hate to say it, but obviously we advocate to work with a mortgage broker directly. But if you are someone who's traditionally gone to a bank, this could hurt you even more. Yeah. And I mean, on the psychology piece, imagine the flip side to that where, you know, like you're kind of feeling forced to get the vaccine and you actually go and get it when, you know, you have your personal reasons not to just to maintain your job, right? Like a lot of people probably can't afford to lose their job quite literally. Right. So I don't know, it's putting people in a very tough position, which is, um, Again, it's a controversial topic. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to say. It's, yeah. This may mean nothing because, like, you know, banks usually lead uh, in decisions like this. Like, they're usually a leader. Government usually follows. So, like, this could be something that's just the normal for every business. And this could just be all hearsay and not really mean anything. So, it's just one of those things. I mean, will it impact us immediately? Yes. You know, where will we be in six months? Let's revisit it. This could just be a standard thing. I, I'm. I hope not, but we'll oh, see. So, so let's just touch on, I mean, obviously some of the instant impacts and what people can do about it around this, you know, banking situation. It's supposed to be the case that uh, based on the news articles and, and the announcements that it, it would be fall of 2021, that people in the in the branches and banks and, and other financial service industries, including Sun Life is actually noted as one that are required to be uh, vaccinated. So it's very possible that we won't see a lot of change for about, you know, month to two months from the time this podcast episode airs. And if you're listening to this at a later date, it's still important to you to, to, to think on that. So that could be a possibility. Um, and, you know, there is time for some of these branches and banks to adapt. Maybe they go a little bit more remote or flexible. I doubt that will happen because we've noticed that <laughs> since the history of these big five banks, they have not been very adaptable. It takes them years to uh, to change things. And I think I think the biggest thing for me in, in just hearing this news, and we just, we I know it's probably going to be controversial to a lot of people to hear this, but um, if you didn't think the banks and the government were in cahoots before, uh, think again. I, I mean, I don't want to go too deep in that topic, but there's definitely a, a correlation there, and the government will follow this same mandate very quickly, in my opinion. And I think that's not a wild guess by any means. I think the like the direct correlation that you should think about is, you know, someone that's self-employed, if you are not claiming your personal income because you have write-offs or you're creating expenses or what have you, like if you're not paying tax on your income, we, the banks won't use your income, 
right? Like it's directly tied together. So, I mean, this just shows you that, you know, there's a lot of correlation between the two and you're right. I guarantee this will follow suit. Yeah. I, and I love hearing that, that feedback there. Well, you know, to Derek's point, I just want to really quickly explain that in more detail to someone who doesn't know exactly what uh, Derek's talking about. But essentially we have a lot of people who are, as he mentioned, self-employed uh, who, who may not claim all of their net income and, and not want to pay tax on it because the reality is, is they, they've got so many different expenses and that's part of running a business and the downside to that is again to your point the banks which again and the government together uh don't necessarily want to finance you or get help you get a mortgage if you are that person so uh don't pay as much tax they don't want to provide you with a mortgage unfortunately but we've got options for that so don't don't despair um let, let's let's change uh gears a little bit here um i think i, I really want to quickly point out as we're kind of halfway through this conversation on that is Remember, uh, please do remember when you're working with a team like Thrive Mortgage Co. or some of our other independently licensed fantastic mortgage professionals across the country, uh, we're independently licensed. If one branch or one institution doesn't say yes, then there could be other options out there. And that's one of the best things about uh, what we get a chance to do. We're independent. We can have these detailed conversations. If you're a banker listening to this right now, um, you should be sending us a message and talking to us about uh, what you could be doing. Anyways, uh, moving on. Uh, let's talk about you. Like, um, as a, a person uh, looking to buy real estate, get into the market, um, rumors, what can you do? What can, how, can you be prepared? These types of things. I mean, I think first thing, Dean brought this up. So I don't know, Dean, if you want to have a quick little riff on this, but you know, we already know that bankers, public servants, a lot of major corporations are pulling out mandates. So what, like, how should people react if they, if they need to refinance or buy a home and they're not going that road? Yeah, if you're working for a bank, as an example, and we now know this mandate exists. So if you're working for one of those big five brands, and you're going to go get your mortgage, you know, a lot of bankers that work at RBC have their mortgage at Scotiabank for whatever reason, right? They don't just get their mortgage at the bank they work for. But yeah, don't you think Scotiabank would be like, okay, well, we know we know you work for RBC. Um, are you vaccinated? Because if you're not, we know you're going to be losing your job in the next two months. So you would assume qualifying for a mortgage if you're working for a company that has a public mandate like this, I can't imagine that won't come up in the qualification process. I mean, we have we have not seen that yet, of course, because this is just coming out, but I just can't imagine that being vaccinated or not being vaccinated won't impact your mortgage if you work for a, a, a corporation that has a public mandate. I just can't believe it won't be the case. So I think we need to prepare for that. We have to prepare for that. Unfortunately, you're probably right. And I hope to God that we don't have to ask people if they're vaccinated when we do a mortgage application, but we could get there. Well, we will. I mean, we just absolutely will for these types of employers, right? Yeah, so that so so scary stuff for even us to talk about and uh, even get into to ask someone for a personal, uh, you know, uh, we all we have to ask when we're getting a mortgage, I mean, uh, for a lot of personal information, everything from separation agreements to uh, bank statements with everything already at this point. Um, but I think, Dean, I, I have to agree with you. We, we very well could get to the point where we have to ask people for proof of vaccination or something of that nature if they work for a major corporation to get finance. Again, it'll be interesting to see what some of our non-bank related lending partners do if they go down this road. It's very possible we could have some of our non-bank lending partners take a different stance and approach, which is, again, the great thing about working with us. But if you're one of those people, I mean, my one of my instant pieces of feedback right away is that if you have, if you're someone who's either for health reasons uh, or otherwise for, again, we're not judging anyone here for not going down the road of getting a vaccination and you are 
needing to refinance, like your mortgage is coming up in the next six to 12 months, um, and or you wanna buy a home or invest in real estate and you have any level of concern, there's, I should I should point out there's a level of urgency like reach out like definitely you don't want to get caught in that uh, that uh, idea or mindset or, or piece or just rules that you just can't do something because of your personal or health related uh, decisions and so yeah your renewals come up really quick guys like if you got a mortgage is coming up next summer like you should be calling uh, us straight away in those pieces that that 100% is a uh, something you should be doing yeah definitely some urgency there and then you know with uh, with new employment. So if, if you're transitioning to a new job, a lot of people wonder like, oh, I got to be at this job for two years. I got to be here for, for 18 months to actually be able to use it. That is not the case for the most part. If you're transitioning to a new full-time, you know, guaranteed 40 hours a week or guaranteed salary position, we can typically use the income right away. If there's a probationary period, sometimes we have to wait for that to be up. A lot of times you can actually get the probationary period waived if you explain that you're in the midst of a mortgage application. We tell our clients to do this all the time and it works. Um, if you're going into a position that's part-time, casual, you know, no guaranteed income, that is going to pose a big issue for you. We probably can't use that income for a full two years. So as long as it's guaranteed uh, full-time position, it's not too long to be able to use that income in a mortgage application. Yeah, just on the probation piece, if you're a skilled employee and you are looking for a new job because of what's going on, you know, use that as a leverage tactic when you're negotiating your contractor and your employment. Say, hey, like I, I do not want to be on probation for the specific reason that I need to get a mortgage. And just that's a, that's a leverage piece that you should do. If you're skilled and you're confident in your position or you're being recruited, ask for that. So, so let's just, let's just walk through that really quickly. I, I, so what we're talking about here is, is let's, let's assume a case scenario. Again, this happened last year when a lot of our clients and actually today, when a lot of people were moving, like you mentioned, Dean from uh, Vancouver, Chilliwack or from Chilliwack to Vancouver Island or to the Okanagan, like we've done business all over Canada at this point and specifically all over BC. Uh, because people are moving on to all these different locations. And one of the biggest things is like, hey, can I can I get you know a mortgage where I'm going? A lot of people, you know, we said like, hey, you got to go get a job there. You got to get a pay stub and we can get you qualified. So to, to, you know, to Dean's point, just to dig deeper on that, if you're the kind of person that you're like, hey, I can't go this route for again, health reasons or otherwise, but you find a company that you can work for remotely or that accepts, you know, your, your health status as it is, maybe non-vaccinated if that's your choice. Um, then, you know, biggest thing to note right off the bat, like Dean mentioned is you're, you're guaranteed, right? So you're permanent full-time employee. That's, that's really, really important. Uh, similar or same line of work and either skilled or, or something, um, that a lender would, you know, consider uh, skilled employment. I mean, I, we helped someone just the other day finance a client who's a, a conveyancer, uh, at an office and, uh, she just, you know, got a new full-time guaranteed position and we were able to get her one pay stub with a proof of a uh, prior history of doing the same job and get her qualified for a mortgage. Uh, and we've got lots of scenarios like that. Just had a gentleman who's a city worker moved over to, uh, you know, the city of Saanich from the city of Surrey, same situation. So, for the purposes of this, you know, vaccination situation, if you're out there looking for a new position, I mean, you don't have to wait three months or six months or one year or 12 months in many circumstances, but it's very important that you get a salary position. It's guaranteed income, not like casual or, you know, part-time hours. If you just started that job, uh, that sort of thing. There's a lot of mis a lot of confusion around that. I mean, Derek, I mean, you could probably uh, count, you know, I probably can't count on a hand how many times in a week people ask you that question or have you know, thoughts that you need to be in a job for a year or two years, right? 
Yeah. And like planning so important, right? We've helped a lot of clients transition from this job to this job or, you know, a job to being self-employed and we crunch numbers and, and the guy's like, Hey, I have an opportunity to make X amount of dollars at this next position. What does that look like for me? Right. It's uh, it's something that we help our clients with constantly. So if you are thinking about a transition and you're in the midst of a mortgage application, we can easily run those numbers and show you what it'll look like on the other side. Yeah. I think, I think to explain that even more further, it's basically if you're in a position, whether it's due to COVID or due to whatever, you know, moving locations, and you're looking to change and transition jobs, don't, you know, don't just listen to what uh, the rumors say around what you can qualify or not qualify. These are conversations that you need to have. And sometimes we might say like, I, you know, I advised a client yesterday, their closing date is within 30 days, and they were thinking about changing jobs, we suggested they hold on until after that closing date before they make any, you know, job change decisions, so as not to, you know, impact their qualification, right? At least they know, and they're not making a job change in the last minute, the lawyer is calling the lender and saying, well, she actually changed positions, or jobs. Let's move forward. So like, uh, assuming people decide to change jobs or not change jobs uh, we already know that the banks you know walking to the branches are already slow turnaround times they could be slower working with us makes a heck of a lot more sense but what about real estate opportunities that we could see because of this like because maybe people are afraid to go out and get qualified because they're not getting this kind of information they're not listening to the best real estate podcast in canada um you know what kind of opportunities could we see i honestly let's just throw like uh, educated opinions and feedback because our listeners love to hear these types of things knowing that we're in and out of this all day long dean you want to lead us off on this one so where where i see potential opportunities is and i've uh, this has been an ongoing opportunity for me is just like the the major cities right we've we've talked about like the exodus from the major cities and 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 now we're seeing a lot of the people going back so we're seeing those markets pick up so i think there's just a really really short window here where you could still get a really good deal in like the downtown city core of vancouver as an example um that slow that window maybe even shut by the end of this weekend just <laughs> it's that tight but there's still like that opportunity to get back into the city yeah that's a really good point what about you derek um i mean it's hard to say obviously but i think the rental market will continue to stay strong um there are a lot of people with what's happened with real estate prices that unfortunately don't qualify and they can't afford to get into the market so there's a lot of you know, qualified people that are just renters because they're still saving their down payment or, you know, they're, they're in a job that their salary is increasing over time. So the rental market can be really, really strong if you're looking for an opportunity to, to place some money or use the equity in your existing home, right? Um, so yeah, we've seen the rental market definitely pick up. I found in the beginning, like the first half of this COVID, uh, the pandemic, there wasn't a lot of investment purchases happening because I think there was a lot of uncertainty. But now that we've seen what's happening in the market, and the rental market has stayed very, very strong. We've seen a lot of people starting to pick up rentals again. Yeah, you're, you're kidding yourself if you think that there are still no opportunities in the investment space. And I'm going to agree with you, Derek, and basically uh, have a, a full, uh, I guess, agreement with both you, uh, Dean and Derek in that piece. Uh, first of all, the cities are, are ripe for continuation. And one of the biggest reasons for that is uh, gentrification obviously continues to um, be a factor in, in most of the major cities. And additionally, immigration is going to come back strong in the next 12 to 24 months. It's going to come back very strong. And typically what we see is that people head into the big cities like the Vancouver's and Calgary's and, and things of that nature. So that honestly is is probably where you should be looking right off the bat. The second thing is to Derek's point, you know, looking for areas where, uh, you know, small families are going to be relocating and uh, look at the rental rates in these different cities. I mean, perfect examples we've discussed would be areas like Langley or Chilliwack or otherwise, where we've seen rental rates go up from by like 20 
30% in a year, year and a half, which is partially due to inflation, I'm sure. But in addition to that, it's just because people are snatching things up, buying things up and and listen, like there's not enough housing. There's just not enough housing. So uh, if you haven't found a way or don't understand how to get into investment real estate or want to get started, like that's what we do all day long. So start listening to some prior episodes, reach out to the team and I will point you in the right direction and, and definitely continue to look out that way. So guys, I'm COVID out at this point. That's enough vaccination talk for me. Um, <laughs> any parting it's words? One last opportunity. And it's just uh, being prepared. Uh, we're getting it back into a very uh, competitive market again. It kind of started to slow down and now we're getting into multiple offers again. And, and, and what I've heard from a lot of our top agents is if you're prepared, your financing is pre-approved, you're ready to go and you could put yourself in a position to, to have short subjects or, or even subject free, not that we recommend that, but if you're, if you're the right person and you're prepared for that, you could win uh, in, in these competitive multiple offer situations. And we're getting back into that. So that would be an opportunity. I'd say just be prepared and, that's what we're, we're really good at helping you do. And then one last thing from my end, this is a little bit off topic, but I was reading an article this morning just around, um, you know, some of the weather crisis that's happening around the world, you know, even in the Okanagan, the forest fires and stuff, people are, people are starting to see the repetition of, of what's happening in the weather. And they're actually starting to move away from certain areas, not just singling out the Okanagan, but it's driving people to, you know, Vancouver Island, to the lower mainland, these areas where we haven't really had these issues over and over. So that could just continue to grow population, grow housing demand, you know, and, and we just continue on this path that we're on. Awesome points all around. Uh, if you guys are listening to these episodes and not picking up gold and not making money, you're absolutely crazy. Uh, uh, listening to the uh, the goal that these guys are dropping is key. I'm going to agree with you, uh, Dean, on, on that front piece about preparation. Uh, in the last, uh, I think, 24 hours, I've had three people reach out to me and try to save uh, deals that we quite simply don't have the time to save in some circumstances, not because we can't do it, but because there's not enough time. And that could have been changed by being more prepared. So be prepared, have conversations with pro professionals. And if you're working with a real estate agent who's not introducing you to a team like ours, reach out to us directly so we can either a uh take care of you well or introduce you to somebody who cares enough to make sure that you are taken care of big topic it may be controversial but it's so 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 important these days and times so thank you again for listening guys uh hope you're enjoying every single episode leave us that five star review so we can get you one of these beautiful thrive mugs if i can get it on the screen oh kind of twist the hand around uh again for everybody who uh, leaves us a five star re review on itunes uh once a week we try to shout out Give you guys some positive feedbacks and, uh, you know, send us your mug and send us some coffee. Send you some coffee. <laughs> Anyways, thanks again for listening. Hope you're enjoying the show. We'll talk to you guys and see you next time.